If I'm hosting, I don't have a one-liner yet. I'm hosting, and I don't have a one-liner. Give me a sec. I got a one-liner. No one-liner today on. I got a good one. (laughs) What do you got? You ready? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Am I going to do it? All right. I'll host. You say the line. Yeah. Tale as old as time. True as it can be. Barely even friends. Then somebody bends unexpectedly. Beauty and the shadow of the beast. Today on. I can't beat that. Don't talk over the intro. You're right. You're right. Okay. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Press Me to Cancel. I am your host this week, Sick Jake. Not alone, no. This week, we got an extra special crew of people. Well, I mean, they've been here before, yes, but yes, they're actually special do. this week to me. <laughs> so starting off with uh, Sinistar. Sinistar, how are you doing this week? Uh, I'm just glad it's Friday. <laughs> me too. And Wolf, how about you? How are you doing this week? I am feeling extra special. Thank you. Great. And of course, with the beautiful, uh, what do you call it, chops? Chard, how are you doing this week? I'm good. I am bringing the extra special sauce today, so we're ready to go. We're sorry, YouTube. We're, we're, so, we're sorry for the language <laughs> we've used. I will say, Chard, the one thing I do miss is I, you can't do it anymore, but back in the day, I remember watching you on Twitch, and you would do the Twitch sings, and I think mm. you did more than a few Disney songs in the day, so I, you got a yes. great voice. Thank you. It's um, been a while. And what could be more closer to Disney than the game we're going to talk about this <laughs> week? Yeah, by the way, sorry, Disney, don't sue us. Yeah, don't. Yeah, please. Look, it's not Steamboat Willie, but <laughs> don't sue. We're talking about, we're going to talk about a game that, look, this is a game that has a reputation as being bad. But I'm going to argue that it's not. I'm not going to go out on a limb and call it a hidden gem because we, we do that too much. But it's not as bad as you might think. And that game is an Amiga classic Shadow of the Beast. So for those of you who have never heard of this game, not surprised, it's from a British studio known as Reflections. Uh, they still exist today, although they're, I think they're owned by Ubisoft now. British studio that in 1989, it was um, one of their earlier titles. I want to say it's within three or four titles of them launching. There's the studio. Uh, two folks got together and they, it was their second game they developed. And it was the first game that they themselves say, stated that they treated seriously that they actually tried to do their best to make a graphical powerhouse of a game. And that is Shadow of the Beast. So I know we had some homework the past week or so where we're all going to play these games. Who here beat Shadow of the Beast? Anybody? <laughs> Anybody? Raise your beat, hand. Beat? You? No. Yeah. Nobody beat this game. <laughs> Nobody beat this game. It is a it is hard as hell, hard as nails game. Here's the thing with this game. The designer of the game purposely wanted this game to be as hard as hell because in his words he used to get frustrated playing games that were too easy so he purposely made a game that's incredibly difficult now it's an interesting game because it's been ported originally as a mega mega title uh, which is a system that we don't have much exposure to here in north america but i know it was all the rage in in the uk uh, back in the 80s 90s but it was ported that game to damn well everything right not as much as tetris but we had ports of this game on 
Genesis or the Mega Drive. Uh, we had it on, I think it was um, TurboGrafx-16, Sega Master System. There's even a prototype for the Super Nintendo version as well, if you can believe it. So I have some video C64. clips that I'll... I'll C64. So I'll, I'll bring up some clips as we're talking through this game. But I think we're mostly going to probably focus on the Amiga and probably the Genesis version. The Genesis version is the one that we would probably have access to. But it's, it's interesting because this is a franchise as well. It's not just a single title. There's also Shadow of the Beast 2 and 3. I'm not as familiar with those, but I think, Sinistar, you played a little bit of those or tried to? I played, I played a little bit of 2, and then I, I I spun up 3 for a little while, but I also watched kind of a long play of 3, and 3 right. is an interesting animal. It is it is a big change in the... in the, the And we'll get there when we talk about it, but it's a big okay. change from the original. Are 2 and 3 only on the Amiga, or did they get ported to other stuff too? Uh, 2 is on the Genesis. Um but not North America though. Right. It was Europe. Right. Only. Sorry, oh, okay. Europe. Okay, okay. But, but uh, three, I, I don't, let me look it up while we're sitting here, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it got released. Outside uh, the Amiga. Looks like it's just Amiga. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So yeah. let's, yeah. let's, I guess, start with the first game here. So, <laughs> oh, shall the be. So uh, there is a story to this game and there's, this is where it kind of has an interesting premise essentially you're i think your name is avalon mm -hmm. you're kidnapped as a baby by an evil wizard you know as you do and you're basically turned into an evil beast the shadow of the beast right and you're basically used as, as slave labor by this evil wizard and at some point in the story you break free and you're trying to get revenge and take down this evil wizard so it doesn't it takes place what you think is maybe a fantasy world but it's got like a bit of a sci-fi bent to it when the game opens up, you see flying zeppelins in the background. There's elements of broken technology all over the place. I mean, you even get a, a like a laser gun at some point in the in the game. So it's got an interesting setting. It's a post-apocalyptic fantasy setting, which you don't see. I don't think you see that often. So did you guys like appreciate the did setting I, or did not uh, hit for you? I want to say that, uh, first off, this is a game that I played a long time ago as a kid on the Amiga because my uncle had one. I did not get it then, but I, I, you know, I was like nine, maybe if that. So I, you know, right. honestly, I was probably younger than that. I was probably like seven. Anyway, didn't click with me. I didn't get it. I was really bad at it, and it's given how stupidly hard it is that it, that makes sense, we're, right? We're bad at it now. Who is who is <laughs> who is good at it? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if you're bad at no. it so much as it's just. A, fucking hard game <laughs> but checking out videos of it this week immediately i was like this is like rygar but you're a monster who uses his fists instead of a dude using a disc shield with a yeah. fin like that's until you get exactly until you what get i was to, thinking was like until you get to number three anyway but i was like this is a i was getting huge rygar vibes and then the the sort of futuristic post-apocalyptic setting even more Rygar vibes so <laughs> yeah so I want well, to call you out. say that oh go ahead yeah no I was just gonna say in, in two and three you kind of do get the Rygar throwing yeah. shield thing it's it's yeah. like a spiked blade which makes no sense when you look at the first game because there's nothing like that in the first game you're also human in the other two yes. like yeah okay so for me when I spun this up the very first thing that it hit all of those retro feels for me were the, the early 3d text 
with like the shine on it. That's like set, you know, the centered shine with like the 3d edges that kind of like look like the, and, and I'm like, Oh my God, it's a Cygnosis game. Oh my God, it's a Cygnosis game. And so right off the bat, I was like, Oh hell yeah, I'm, I'm in, I'm full on in here. And then I played it, but <laughs> yeah, I was there for a bit. <laughs> It's well, it's long. interesting because, like, Psygnosis is, like, known, when it comes to Amiga titles, Psygnosis is known as the studio that has the banging tracks. The soundtracks are amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't developed by them. It was developed by Reflections. But I do wonder, <laughs> as a publisher, how much influence they had on the sound. They must have said, hey, we'll do the sound. Like, uh, there has to be some kind of connection there. Yeah. Because all their games are bangers when it comes and, to soundtrack. And if you want to talk about, like, the, the, the most valuable piece of this game that has come out of it, I, I want to rip the soundtrack off of this thing and like create a CD of the soundtrack. Like it's that good. Yeah. So and like, that's not a stranger to the, the Amiga, like the Amiga. That's one of my favorite things about going through the Amiga library today on the mister is that most every game I've played on the Amiga has a killer soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And you can always tell when the, the studios that had games on the Amiga brought them over to the Genesis more often than not, those studios brought the great music with them. Not quite as good as Amiga, but I think they did a pretty good job with the, the Genesis version of these soundtracks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're you're at a you're, the video is at a point where it's a boss, and like honestly, the bosses remind me of like weird fantasy version of the of like the bosses in Contra, like. On one side of the screen, you're shooting them, you're doing whatever. I mean, these move a little bit more, but it's like, it's kind of that, like, some weird thing on one side of the screen that you have to deal with, right? I get a very, um, and I don't know if it's just because of the name Beast is in it. I get a very Alter Beast feel for this kind of game. And I don't know if it's the punching. I don't know if it's the punching and the side scrolling or what, but it just, when I fired it up, I was kind of like, oh, I wonder if you get to turn into like some cool shit in this, like, because it feels very Alter Beast. It's just such a weird, it's such a weird game because it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't play into your brain. Like when you start the game and you're dropped into it, you automatically want to go right. I don't know why. My brain yes. just wants me yes. to go right. And you don't go right. You go left. Yeah. Super yeah. Mario I mean, Brothers trained yeah. us That's to what I'm go thinking. Right. All games that start always start with you going to the right. This is the only one I think yeah. I've ever played where I was like, that's the wrong way. I need to, <laughs> I need to go the other way. In fact, if you start the game by going right, it'll let you go right for a good amount of time. And you'll take damage from all the enemies that come flying at you on the screen. And you'll, you'll end up basically at a dead end. And it's infuriating that that's the default mm-hmm. of this game that you're supposed mm-hmm. to go left. Like right from the get go, it subserts your expectations and throws a wrench at you. But well, I gotta it, say it the does opening... also, go ahead. before you even get started, it's got that, those, it's got these little cutscenes from time to time, at least in the Amiga version. And it yeah. opens with one of those. And they're mostly sort of to set the stage for, you know, how the, what the game can't convey to you through the pixel art they're trying to convey to you with you know you know it's 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 humid and dank and all right so they they use descriptive words to sort of get that to you but it also outright in that opening cutscene it says looking east or there's a wide open <laughs> field to you uh to the east or to the west but if you look east into the field or into the forest there's just eyes staring out at you. So it's trying to convey, don't go right, go left. Right. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah. And it's That's wild. Crazy. And like that opening scene, the music, the music is, 
otherworldly. It really sets the tone. You're in a, you're in a, like a pleasant forest. Yeah. But you're you're running through this forest. And at least in the Genesis version. So this is something that came up is that the Genesis versus the Amiga version, uh, there were so Reflections made the Amiga version and then I guess Psygnosis basically farmed out ports of this game to various other studios for other systems. So the Genesis version was done by a different company. And that company did Although it says in, in what I read that it was in error. I don't know if it's an error or just, just the way they designed it. It is faster on the Genesis version, at least I find, compared to the Amiga version. Not a lot faster, maybe 15% faster, but it is it is faster. And it's probably more noticeable, too, with the lower um, resolution of the Genesis. Go ahead. That that 15-ish percent faster actually jives with conversion from PAL there to NTSC. And that makes Hang sense. On. I think that's what it was, right? Math. That they misjudged the NTSC like you know uh, frame rate or the the frame rate being different so it messed up their their coding um like because in this game it's with that and the low resolution of the genesis when you're doing that opening scene running through the forest the first two encounters you come across are boulders flying at you from the right the right side of the screen and then giant bats from the left and they fly at you like warp speed the reaction time it takes to get them is insane yeah you have probably two frames of reaction Like, and it's so yeah. frustrating because this is a game where, like like the creator wanted, he wanted a hard-as-nails game, and in this game, you have exactly one life, no continues. It's just literally one go. And and no checkpoints right. yes. either. Like, <laughs> I mean, I know you said no continues, but like, like every time you die, it is the beginning. Yeah. Every time. And no like, matter it's what. not an especially long game. I think it's six yeah, stages, 20, six or seven stages. 27 I mean, minutes, you know I think, do, on some of the long plays you, you, you posted. Yeah, if you know where to go in the, in the exact order to do things, yeah, you can do it in less than 30 minutes if you can if you can survive that long. Yeah. But it's... But it's, it's, like, it's like all of these games where there's like, you know, uh, blind jumps and everything else. It's like your job is not to play the game as much like it's not the mechanics of the game as much as to memorize when to punch, to memorize when to jump, to memorize when to duck, to memorize. And then, you know, like, okay, I died. I found a new thing. Well, I better remember that thing now. (laughs) This game is very much on the vein of like in a battle toadsy, a battle toadian kind of setup where it is, it is impossibly hard for the first time you play it. And then you're just timing out where everything's at and 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 watching it. This game would almost be like after if you played it enough times, you should be able to beat this game like Battletoads without dying or lo- using a continue because you should mm-hmm. have it memorized so well that you won't take damage from anything. And that's some of the long plays I, I watched. The guy barely took yeah. damage for anything because he had the timing down like perfect. Yeah, and that's what it is. It's the pattern recognition. But I want to I want to talk about this the second stage when you go into inside the tree. Which, first off, when you enter that tree and you get your little story, which is cool, immediately after the story cutscene is over, a fireball comes flying at your ass. It's the only it's the only <laughs> spot in the game that has a fireball, and it's right from what stage two get go. It's such a fuck you. It's like the snowball in Battletoads. Actually, now that I think about it, yeah, and it's it's just wild to me. But this this stage is the perfect example of what this game is like. There's a boss you have to get to at the end of this of the end of the stage. He's completely invincible to everything you can do. You can punch and kick him all you want. You can't beat it, and you'll die if you try. In fact, if you go to the boss early, you're stuck at the boss until you die. You have mm-hmm. to first mm-hmm. you have to first navigate your way to get a, a, an orb 
from a, a, a gargoyle statue that shoots a flamethrower at you. It's, it's stupid. You get this orb, though, and it unlocks the ability to, I guess, do Hadoukens like, for some reason. It makes no sense. Fireballs. But you, you get a fireball. But, the, and what I didn't realize the first couple times I tried this game, once you kill any enemy with that fireball, you lose it. So the, what the, the challenge of the <laughs> stage is, you have to first go find a key to get to the boss, then go get the fireball, and then go to the boss and make sure you don't go the wrong way and have to kill something. Because as soon as you kill another enemy, you lose it. And if you think that fireball responds, nope. Nope. Doesn't respond. Nope. You get it once. They're, they're, they're forcing a pass. This game is ridiculous. After you get the fireball. It's, it's the damnedest thing. But once you have that fireball, you go to the boss of the second stage. And then you're like, oh, it's easy. You do a few shots. No, no. It's it's like a dozen shots at least. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's it's... And the thing's yeah. rolling at you. I, the I whole it's a massive screen filling bone horror that, and if yeah. you touch it, you just touch it. <laughs> bone dead. horror. That's what. That's what it is. <laughs> bone that's, horror. That's, I can't remember the names of some. That's going into. That's press B lore. No, it's bone. That's going into press. That's going into lore books. Bone horror from now on. Yeah, I don't care what its real name is. It's bone horror. But it's it's really something to see. Well, then. Then I want to talk about the last boss because the last boss then is foot whore. You want to jump ahead already? We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> well, I've, I mean, but it's I, I'm not wrong, no. am I? Is it it's me? Because I I found the first boss not to be all that terrible. I I once you get the fireball. I mean, I watched it to be okay. Let me be honest with you. I watched a video. I watched a long play and I went, okay, I'm going to give my hand at this and see what happens. And every time I took damage from the boulder and the bat within the first five minutes of the game, I restarted because I was trying to figure out the pattern. I get to that boss. I Hadouken the boss to death. And then I make it past that with no, no problems fighting the boss. But then beyond that, totally, totally lost. Couldn't figure out what I was doing. Yep. <clears throat> well, all the other bosses in the game are basically, um, you got to tank it. Like the second boss, or the boss after that one. Yeah. Basically, you have to get up in his face and just wail on it. And I mean, you could maybe try to dodge the flames from the second boss that is throwing at you and try and learn the pattern, but so fast. And your character moves so clunky. Like no. when you want to turn around, it does the it does the Mario world where you face the camera swing yep. around, right? Like it's extra frames of turning. Mm-hmm. And that looks great, but it's awful when it comes to responsive control. So you don't have the, the degree of control to dodge things. So you literally walk to the boss and punch until it dies and hope you had enough life. So that's what this game is like. Yeah. So there are certain places where uh, like a damageless run, honestly, I think even if you're a speed runner is probably not a thing. You save all your damage for the handful of bosses that you just get in their face and just swing away. Like you have, you have a, you have a Joaquin Phoenix moment. You're swing away. Just, <laughs> nice. just swing away. Good, good use so, of uh, signs. Well done. Thank you. Good use. <laughs> thank Great you. Movie. Thank you. Um, yeah. Now, one thing that we haven't talked about and it's, and it's absolutely beautiful in particular on the very first screen, this game took parallax oh, yeah. to like mm-hmm. oh, yeah. the parallax level. Mm-hmm. They're like, let's show you how parallax works. Like layers you know. upon layers, it's more and layers so, in here than lasagna. It's good stuff. The Amiga right. version had visually, layers of parallax, I think. Yeah, I uh, did it. I think so. Visually, yeah. this game is yeah. absolutely beautiful. Yeah, like as a piece of artwork, this game was like 
one of the earliest video games is art in my mind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Musically, yeah. visually, and, it's all there. Like the sprite work is great. Yeah. Um, little weird that they were like, okay, each enemy is just going to be like one color and we'll just do shades of that color. I get it. I find uh-huh. it odd and a little jarring given what everything else looks like, but I get it. But outside of the, the way they chose to do that, yeah. it all looks beautiful. Um, yeah, but, the, the background art and the and the screen art and everything is all done by Roger Dean, who did those fantastic covers for a lot of like, yes, the band go look up their cover art. It was all Roger Dean. He did the he did the background yeah. art for this. Sorry. sorry oh, no worries. Um, but the gameplay is why I did not really bother playing it this week, because this looks like <laughs> a test of your patience for tedium. Honestly, it's go do the same thing that, 17 it, times in a row. Yep. And then yep. move isn't that, two screens isn't that away and do the same thing 17 <laughs> times in a row, but a different thing, right? Yeah, and it's, but, but it's isn't battle that Battletoads? This is why I don't play Battletoads. I was going to say, he's never, he has never gushed about Battletoads, so he has no leg no. to stand on. Okay. No. I'm the only one that gushes about it. Maybe me and GP, we're the only two that gush about Battletoads. <laughs> I heard Jake loves Oh, you know, it's my favorite game. I really do wish I'd go back and play it some more. <laughs> you know why? I did I find it a little know. weird. Go ahead, Wolf. I'll, the, the, I'll say the, my line. Anyway. One of the... Oh, real quick. I just want to say I do because I'm seeing the orbs flying around on the screen. I want to say this. I find mm-hmm. it a little weird that the Psygnosis owl in an orb is an enemy yeah. at like a certain point. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just just to hey, remind you, we're here. I, no, no, you were fine. I don't know. I think I think I think that's awesome, honestly. Like Psygnosis owl is an enemy. Like, why didn't this I think, happen? More? I think the the Fair. biggest reason that I get a very um, <laughs> alter beast feel for this game is like the the, the eyeballs and the the orbs yeah. with the veins in them. Oh that, yeah, that was one of the oh, other yeah. things that was kind of made me feel. I mean, it's it's definitely designed in a similar fashion of alter beast, plays completely differently. It's not the same thing. It just visually it looks very alter beasty, and that being, yeah. I mean, it was an arcade, but it Honestly, came out on the Genesis. When- it you know it has that same kind of dance to it. Those eyes look like fucking altar beasts. Like up, what'd you see right now? They look yes, just they like do. an altar beast eye. And when <laughs> yeah, why? And when you pick up the vials, it really yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you pick up the vials, it really should say power, power up. up. <laughs> so for those watching the YouTube video, I just put up the Amiga version. So this is the Amiga version. So you can see the, the twelve layers of yeah. parallax. I looked it up. So Genesis has quite a bit of parallax as well, although it's not quite as good looking as the Amiga version. Maybe but great. when you, we look at the the style, of, here's the thing. Yes, the psychosis owl of being an enemy is cool. The eyeballs. There is such a wide variety of enemy types in this game that you don't see in other games. Most games like this, platformers, beat em ups, it's usually the same. What five, maybe six different enemies. Yeah. It feels like almost every stage in this game has unique obstacles and enemies and creatures, bosses, including. Yeah. Giant hands and yeah. crap that come out of the ground. Yeah, You're punching missiles. Wild. Where do the missiles come from? They look like. <laughs> Wait, I, you mean, don't, I mean, I mean, they look like old timey firecrackers. Like that's what they look like to me. They got the triangle I, top with I'm a little tube. You look like they look like toilet paper rolls with explosives inside of them. Now, 
I mean, think about this. This game did come out in 1989. Yeah. 1989. And so, and, and I know that the Amiga, like, for all of its warts, really was ahead right. of its time. I think it, was. it really was as far as like the graphics quality and the sound quality. But, um, I, I mean, it's, it's a gorgeous game. There were a lot of badly, badly done Amiga games as well. So this game is absolutely stunning. Um, Jake, I, 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 I've heard a lot of, of, you know, you were, you were going to try to sell this game. I don't think that you've actually I just, sold this I just game told, yet. What else do you want me to say? It looks beautiful. You said that yourself. <laughs> it's got 12 layers of parallax. <laughs> I think the enemy variety is what's what gets me on this game. I think the vibe, the the visual presentation is very special. Whether you're playing on the Amiga or you're playing on the Genesis, this game looks great. It feels right at home with the Genesis, to be honest with you. That whole biopunk graphic, eyeballs, blood vessels, that feels like a Genesis game if I ever saw one. Uh, oh, it's yeah. funny that this, there is a, um, I'll show some footage of it later on. There is actually a prototype of Shadow of the Beast ported to the SNES. It was, it actually had to had to call it Super Shadow of the Beast. And you can play it. You can download the ROM and play it. And it's it's funny because Super Nintendo famously is not as gory as a Genesis could be. So they actually censor out a lot of that stuff. Uh, even the music in the SNES port feels more lighthearted, a little bit more friendlier, a little more chipper and happier. It's <laughs> it's very bizarre. They tuned everything up to this a major a key. <laughs> yeah. That that's what it feels like. It, it, I, I think yeah. they did. Yeah. Like, it feels like Shadow of the Beast, but in in sorry, Disney, but it feels like Disney version of Shadow of the Beast. It's wild. But it's it's and because this is a dark game, right? It's, like the the story of this game, the plot of this game is also interesting to me, right? Like your guy's been basically enslaved by an evil wizard. You're turned into a monster all your life, and you've escaped, and it's a revenge story. It's like Django, except you're a monster. King's Quest right? three. It's, it's kind of, yeah, except you know, oh yeah, it has evil wizard too. Yeah. So I, I think no, the variety of enemies question. and all that stuff is really neat. Mm -hmm. I have a question in terms of the story. Uh, when in the Amiga slash Genesis game do you find out that you've been enslaved? So you find out. Doesn't it tell you in the opening? Isn't that what it does? I thought I thought it was pretty early on. Let me see. I, I don't have an I didn't see that at all in the the playthroughs I watched. <laughs> maybe maybe it's maybe in the it's manual. probably in the it manual. might be in the you manual. know like 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 <laughs> like like super mario telling you that all of the bricks are like bowser converting the people into bricks and you're just smashing also them can all. i point out something whoever designed these razor-backed army helmet wearing weird raptor beasts that went on the cover of the game why have why aren't those mm -hmm. anywhere in the game i have not seen a single one of those running around <laughs> I'm just curious. I'm just pulling well, up the, the I, I, Commodore 64 version to see if there's story in that one because there's extra plot yeah. in the C64 version of all things. There's more screens of text in this one, but that's, you're right. It, more, they no, don't it's even, even in this version. It says welcome when you start the game. Yeah, it's polite. I, I, I want to point out that the only reason <laughs> I knew about the enslaved monster thing, right, is because of the PS4 remake. Okay. There was a PS4 mm, yes. remake in 2016, and they make it a point of like you you're playing the opening and you're being you're literally held by the chain by some dude levitating behind you, and you oh. get to a point where you kill someone, his hood comes off, and this main character has a flashback of this guy 
from when he was a child. And mm. that's when he turns on his captor. Mm. And I was like, I didn't get any of that in the old game. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, this dude could be out mm. for like a cup of Froyo, and it's just a really dicey area of the neighborhood. I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't. Because like the, yeah. <laughs> the character designs in this, really out there, really interesting, but I had not a fucking clue of what was happening in this game. Also, why is it called Shadow I just punch, of the Beast? I just punch bats and boulders. Why is it called Shadow of that. the Beast? And every yeah. single title well, screen is just, it just says beast. Just beast. beast. <laughs> yeah. Did they just make the game and decide, <laughs> oh, we got to make the name longer? <laughs> well, you know, when you get to the end, it actually does tell you at the end that you have been freed from the Shadow yeah. of the Beast. Ah. And so maybe maybe Beast being the logo is, is implying that you were you were under the shadow of the beast. I mean, I'm stretching here. I that's mean, it, much be, it might be a, it might be a thing of like, oh, that's why they called it that. You know, giving yeah, you this yeah. line mm. in the movie. If you can make it to treatment. the goddamn end of the game, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's pretty much it. That's the, the title of the get. game. <laughs> but that's every, every single port of this game, it says at the end, "Congratulations, you've you've beaten the shadow of the beast. This game is over." It's pretty much the same thing. The only this difference in over. any of these ports, Go the home. only thing that's different is in the <laughs> Sega Master System version. In the Master System port of this game, um, there's I'm not going to call it an ending, but you get a small cutscene of the beast slowly transforming transforming into. A Neanderthal-looking caveman dude, which yeah. is what you play as in the second and third games. You're not a into a bone horror, but into a not into a bone horror. No. <laughs> so the Master System version maybe gives you a bit more plot in that way with the ending, but or in the um the, the right. SNES game, the SNES game. I gotta say, for those who are seeing on this on YouTube and on and on the audio, the thumbnail, there's a smiling pe- picture of the beast. That's from the SNES version. If you want another reason why it's so cheerful. <laughs> Once you beat the game and it gives you the congratulations screen, you get a picture of the beast. And no lie, he's smiling at you. It's just, uh, it's such a weird thing. You better have cool shades on and doing the finger guns. All right. You just brought up the ending again. I'm calling it now. You need to bring up the Amiga version again. And you need to bring up the final boss. You need to bring up Foothold. Okay, okay, okay. Wow, the fetish, the fetish boss. So this is, this is why it's a shadow. If you're listening on audio... If you're listening on audio, you you really need to either go watch a long play yourself or come view it here. You need to see Foot Whore. <laughs> oh, whoops, I missed it. <laughs> That's wow. the ending. Hold on. Overshot Hold on. it. Yeah. Congratulations. You freed yourself it. from the shadow of the beast. Does that is well, yeah. that so maybe this is why yeah. the is that you a euphemism the, the, for you never have to play this game again? Is that is that what they're trying to wow. say? You were afraid of never touching this game again. Congratulations. It's so it's so fun you <laughs> want to go through it again. So maybe the reason it's called Shadow of the Beast is because the literal boss, the end boss, is a giant. And you and all you see on the screen yeah. is a giant toe. Literally the toenail. <laughs> is a with like the worst toenail well, ever. Like he needs a <laughs> manicure. I know a good podiatrist. And he keeps trying to drop his he keeps trying to drop his club on you. Like he just is that like is one tonk, mangled ass toe. Tonk, Look at like, that. Like Yeah, it's <laughs> he's doing the bat. Yeah, it's toe that's bat it's, justice. It's that's, toe horror. That's classic. Like, Tony's get him some gold bond powder because he's got some foot problems, right? Like it's gross. Like it's Man. really something else. And all, all of them have the same end boss. It's this giant, it's the club, and it's the toe. I think one port, I think the C sixty four version. It's not a club. It's like a hook thing that comes from the side of the screen. 
but otherwise you're still fighting a toe. It, literally, the end boss is a toe. That's, it's, that's so that toe and some Epsom salt. He's got some bunions. <laughs> it's, yeah. No, the end boss is not literally a toe. It's toe whore. It's toe. <laughs> I'm trying to understand. <laughs> there was a wizard that turned you into this creature, and you fight a toe to end the game. <laughs> is it just the wizard wasn't available? Was he you busy? Know, it's look. It's he's out of town. Look, it's <laughs> it's uh, what's. What's the what's the rogue what's the rogue like that everybody likes that's that's mother puts oh, you uh, in the things. Yeah. It's binding of Isaac before binding of Isaac happened. Because you know, there's the end scene where, where mother keeps trying to stomp on you. This you know doesn't make any sense. Which one is this? The Commodore sixty four version? This is the Master System version. Okay. The Master System version was also neat in that you have an item screen. I don't know if it's neat, but you have an item screen, so you have to actually it's manually use potions and keys. It's real neat that they didn't. Yeah, I mean, this the game hand sort of cut off halfway through when it's coming down with the mallet. It already kind of straddled the line of like somewhere between platformer and adventure mm-hmm. game. I feel like the fact that this implemented mm-hmm. an item screen just made it further toward adventure game while still keeping it an action platformer, right? Yeah. Why do you keep rotating between human and because weird the wizard apparently oh, he was transforming <laughs> back. He's he's yeah, a human. Special effects. Oh. He's got you know. nice sandals too. Yeah. It's the master system. What do you want, man? <laughs> like, what do you expect in mode Apparently seven I want a pair <laughs> of Birkenstocks with my shadow of these. He's got Jesus sandals, man. Come on. <laughs> but in the second game that's what you look like in the second game you're basically the caveman dude but yeah. in the third game for some reason you have an indiana jones hat you're indiana jones yeah. <laughs> you're indiana jones in the third one <laughs> so bad uh the third one the third one actually takes i mean we'll skip ahead a little bit because the second one is basically the game it's it's the same kind of thing except for i think you can actually choose your levels in the okay. second one uh, like where you want to go, but in the third one, uh, first off, you get a weapon from the beginning. We're back to Rygar, Wolf. It's the chain thing that you get to launch out with, like a, and then you're Indiana Jones. Don't don't ask. I don't know. You're Indiana Jones, and it's actually a puzzle platformer where like you have to like move things into the right place. You have to use platforms to like, you have to use rocks to like launch you onto platforms. And it's like, they, they, they took it and they're like, okay. So people have complained a lot about this game that it's just a difficult platformer period. Let's add some puzzle aspects and make it so that at least you feel like you're making progress. And they added checkpoints. They added checkpoints. Still impossible. Oh. This game is still ridiculous. There's a goddamn ray okay, gun in so, the first one. Have we completely neglected the idea that there is a gun that you find in the first one at some point in the game? <laughs> there's actually the a reason whole shooting he looks, like, like a flying shmup sequence, actually. So they, they go full there's, on there's plot. There's plot to him looking caveman-like. <laughs> it's because he's not fully human yet. Oh, is that what it is? He's, he's only ga- <laughs> oh, regained some oh. of his humanity in the second game. The third game, he's finally I'm obtained sorry. his human form, and he has to <laughs> defeat the monster that turned him into human uh, a, a beast once and for all to keep it. 
So this was a hit uh, halfway. This point. was a trilogy I'm... before trilogies were huge. Oh my God. <laughs> You've hit a halfway point. I'm sorry, it's Cro-Mag, yeah. man. But it's a halfway Shadow point. of the Cro-Mag. That's what it In is. Indiana Hoog. <laughs> How do you know he's human? He yeah. wears a hat and pants. That's that's the final evolution. <laughs> he throws a pair of pants. Style. He, he Nothing finds like a, a fedora and dockers to make you superhuman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> This is a this is a horrible this is a horrible remake of BC's Quest for Tires. Oh God, this game is so fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I'll find and some footage re- of the third. The lore game. was so yeah. deep. Now I know why Jake likes it so much. The lore is just written all over. And the you know what? You don't need to read it. It's not well, in descriptions. It's just there. He didn't have to. No, that's not there. true. It, did, it does. Yeah, you he do didn't read it go. because it literally prints it on the screen when you fire it up. <laughs> but you don't have to open up an uh, item no, to no, read it. No, it's more in your face it than say it. It you just, know, you know, the moon saber or some shit. Yeah. God, that's funny. Uh no, Jake, I I played I played these games and well, I played a few minutes of these games and I mean, plain and I simple, them. I played them for five these, minutes. It's fine. I did the homework. I honestly gave the first one like thirty minutes, and I was like, I was I was ready to throw the controller. I was at that. So, like, so wait, so he's this guy can't afford a shirt. Like, is he just so still so much of a beast that he still has to go out fucking topless to go fight this Look, thing? Or he's, he's Shadow just Shadow the Four is the puffy he's shirt made phase of his evolution, okay? <laughs> it's in the pirate shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Did Jerry yeah. Seinfeld yes. run it around? <laughs> but I love how he's got the ninja star. Oh, they yeah. also. Yeah, and they also introduced. Uh, they introduced. You like the exploding bodies. So too, apparently, once you've. Once you've progressed past Cro-Magnon, you get multiple yeah. lives. Is he playing the drums? He's killing dudes playing the drums. <laughs> That's where the good music comes yeah. from. It's Donkey Kong. It's Donkey <laughs> Kong whatever where you had the 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 drum set. You what remember that silly, game on the on the 64? Sinister, I think you said Oh, the so this, this one was good too, right? I think you were saying this is the game that has amazing death yeah. music. It's either two right. or three. I think it's three that has the best, de- like, and it's guitar metal death music. It's okay. So this is a puzzle that's coming up right here. So there's that swinging, there's that swinging dick that's hanging up there. That's going to like, that's going to crush you. And I'm has still trying spikes. to understand so how you have to actually, the burning piece of meat is a danger, but you can literally walk through the fire. <laughs> okay. So you free this, this weird creature thing. That's like uh deformed raisin i don't know oh it's like a pug, oh. it's like a pug gone it's like a pug fresh. gone bad and ah yeah and it it Spoilers. takes care of that so it's it's these are the puzzle elements these are the puzzle elements. Yeah, we're, we're giving away the deep plot of shadow of the beast 3 i'm sorry guys if you want to experience it yeah. for yourself yeah <laughs> okay so really? he's, he's working on another puzzle here where he has to he has to have enough weight to move the the indiana the Oog so it's actually a puzzle explorer. Indiana Oog. Indiana Oog. <laughs> but does it have toe horns? Why does it just That's have a giant question. man sitting naked at the end of a bridge? Oh my god, like, what the hell? Sup, bud? Yeah, sup, bud? <laughs> Froyo's this Lincoln. way. That's what it looked like. <laughs> it did look like Abe Lincoln. But, uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> it takes place in Washington. This is, this is what it is. This is this game was Shadow like of the DC. Somebody was like they they remember they tried to draw on what they remembered from Never Ending Story, but they were blasted out of their mind while they were watching it. <laughs> and this is what they got from it. What is Brian Cranston's bearded head doing in this game? <laughs> you don't like the random disembodied head? No, you know, I don't get this at all. <laughs> so this is a level select. The, the This thing that came up is a level select. This guy's oh, dreaming okay. of a small oh, yeah. ball. And, and I'm sorry, but that is like, that is like, uh, uh, that guy has spent way too much time out in the sun. <laughs> Wow. So I, I'm, I'm going to say this right now is Shadow of the Beast 2 and 3 are definitely different kinds of games. They're not the same as the first game. They, they're dramatic departures. And they also, I don't think they look as good. I think the first one stands better for 1989. No, I, I agree. And I think these ones are sequels. Even I though agree. they were made, I think they're made in what, 90, 91, I think. So they weren't too far off, but they don't look yeah. nearly as nice. So like they have a weird black admit, outline of the sprites. It doesn't work at all. I, I got to admit that... Shadow of the Beast 3 was... The, the puzzle concept in this is, is kind of neat. It, it's it's out there. It's it's way the yeah. fuck out there, but it, but it it's kind of neat. I like that. It actually it actually becomes a game where there's a right. puzzle aspect. Like you were that saying, kind well, of sorry. fits too because you, you know with? he's regaining his humanity, so it becomes less about just smashing things and more about thinking about what you're doing. So I can I can get past Ugh, that. Yeah. but okay. it's weird because <laughs> three was actually a two year development time. And it oh, how really? it doesn't look as good as the other one as, as the first one, I don't understand. Shadow of the Beast, the search yeah. for a shirt. Well, because the first Shadow game was made in fedora. nine months. Right? But I mean games <laughs> games were kind of rushed back then, but nine months was a pretty short time frame for for the first game. And it looked amazing for for that short amount of time, I think. I didn't realize this the third one was yeah. was two years. That's that's disappointing. <laughs> I, I will honestly say that, you know, the puzzle aspect of the third one makes it feel like it's actually more of a game instead of a a, a, a project in suffering. <laughs> but I'm with you. The the uh, the the graphic aspect in the third one is I mean, the first one is to me has the best the best look yeah. to it. Like I'll say the animation quality in the third one is really good. Like there's. It's really smooth. It's really clean, but the artwork yeah. itself kind of blows. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. It looks like yeah. the the backgrounds look like Kid Chameleon, like in certain aspects of it. Like it's got that same. I can see that. Yeah, stony yeah. kind of. I, I I expect to hear and Kid Chameleon was fucking weird too. So it it kind of it feels like it's going hand in hand with that with that style of game. It is it is with very his- bizarre. Uh, with as cool and alien as everything looked in the first game, I don't understand why they didn't continue that with the backgrounds for the yeah. most part. Like at least the yeah. you know, the immediate backgrounds. They, the distant background, like that looks really cool. That feels a lot like the first game. But then this the structure around you sucks. It's so boring yeah. to look at. It is very yeah. It also it's I mean where it's all where it's also boring, it's super busy. Like there's a bunch of shit that's just like there randomly, like that fucking troll the, that's just like chilling. Yeah, looks like, like looks like Dobby on acid. It, it's it's, it's <laughs> yeah. this is psychotic, man. It's Dobby 
Dobby had a bender one night, and that's how he looked. That's what happens when you give a fucking house elf a sock? They just go on the bender. Jesus Christ! It's it doesn't have the same cohesive style, right? You presented Dobby an eight ball. Yeah, like some things they do in this just scream of what the first game did, like that weird giant Dobby thing we just saw. But then you just get the most boring and bland tile work. Yeah, the tile work is. You might have ever seen, and it's like, why? Why didn't you put more time into it? Like these felt like they spinning cog gear things in the background. You know, yeah, the most generic conveyor belt and claw mechanics for some reason. Yeah, it's bizarre. (laughs) Time to go barrel riding. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. What? I'm like with you, Sinistar. I gave the first game a good hour and a half, two hours to get through, and but this the second yeah. or third one I played five minutes, died, and I'm like, well, that was a game. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. Although, although I'll be honest with you, watching these puzzles in the third one, it actually looks right. entertaining. It, it does. Like you have to figure out how to make that green dude hump the barrel you're in <laughs> until he gets it down into the pit. Fucking Shrek is Princess Leia. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, I'm, excuse me, that guy's name barrel is Barrel Horn. <laughs> <laughs> now I gotta see the ending of this game. Does this game end with a toe? Is that what this one ends with? Let me see. I gotta yeah. look this up. If this, I hope does so. This, does this have foot horror again? This better this have foot horror again. Fucking mess. I hope you fight cracked out Dobby. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> out Dobby. That's his name oh. for the manual. Oh, oh, it's it's a head and hands. It's a head. It's and Brian hands. Cranston's head and hands. What was that movie with the, with have, the jungle? Was it Congo? Well, it's like Congo, but on crack. Oh, that is a head and hands. The one with Tim Curry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, that um, is, this is totally yeah. like Kid Chameleon, man. <laughs> Was it a head and kid chameleon as the end boss? Yeah, you fought a lot of like, like they were like they were like shrunken heads and shit. You fought and and kid chameleon it was a weird boss system that you fought in kid chameleon. Oh, the hands shoot lightning. Jesus. Wow. Anyways, and then there's fireworks, is, and then there's fireworks, the and this then you the win. Thing. And you're does it give you a shirt? Healing. You finally have an extra large shirt. Look at that mullet. Maybe after defeating, maybe after defeating his feet so many times, that's his head and hands. You've just destroyed his bottom his half. I'll kill you for the feet you've killed in the last two games. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Wow, it's a lot of reading. What a what? I don't Damn. know. This is this is that's a, it, a lot of work. plot in the third game by far. Yeah. Too bad I ain't reading them. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, that's my you know that's my pet peeve with games is the games that have their own unique font and it's it's too busy a font when they <laughs> want to do story. Uh huh. Yeah, uh-huh. like when there's like all these accents on the words and stuff. Like, just give me a plain font. Like, keep that, that fancy writing for or the an, title screen or a Q. What the fuck is that? But once again, once again, that that text that has like the metal sheen to it yeah. that like you know sits in the center and then has like the 3D edges. We've got more of that. This is like somebody got um, and like when they first got Adobe when it first came out. We were using it in our high school, and they were creating their very first website. And they were just like, "This is the coolest font ever." Yeah, the look on the guy's face in the end screen is literally him going, "It's still that was it." <laughs> He's happy to finally have a shirt. <laughs> that was the, the that beast was, lord is that slain. was what I fucking. It's cold out there, more. guys. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know. I I don't like. I know the remake came out in 2016, and from what I watched of the remake, it's the music is nowhere near as good as the original Amiga version. Nowhere near. Like there's there's elements of it, sure, sure. but there's a lot of like wind and just beast growls. Not the same thing. <laughs> and the the gameplay the isn't like the first game at all. Like it, even the even the bosses, like they didn't pull any of the bosses. There's no toe as the final boss in the remake, and that's very disappointing. That is like, super how can you not oh, do a no, giant what? as the end boss. Where's Tohor? Can't Come have on. this without the toe. So I never did play the PS4 yeah. game. I don't. I wonder if there's a PC version. There might be. No, it I is. It was published that. by Sony, so it is a PS4 exclusive, probably never to be seen on any other platform ever again until PS4 is successfully emulated. See, Sony fanboys, yeah. you get exclusives too. Don't you know you love Shadow of the Beast? Yeah. 2016's <laughs> Shadow of the Beast Game of the Year Hidden Gem. That's why. Honestly, it's it's rated about the same as the original, which is kind of funny. Well, the original was like people liked the original original game. Like it, it reviewed well from what I could see. I mean, looking back now, people people shit all over the Shadow of the Beast, but I think back then people liked it, appreciate it for what it was. Sure. It's, I mean, this is this is nice. This is a reimagining right? that was like, surely delight fans quotes of video game <laughs> magazine I've never read. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I No, honestly, gorge, gorgeous game. Yeah. I I will give it. The art style is absolutely uh second to none. The music is second to none. Um uh, like seriously, I want to just listen to the soundtrack. I want to buy it on vinyl. It, right? It's a game with a with a nice Roger Dean cover. It's a game where if they gave you extra lives and continues, it'd be fine. Like, yeah. This is one if you play today and you play with save states, I think you're going to enjoy it. I think you're going to have a fun time with it, but you have to use save states. Trying to play this through in one go, one shot, where every death means starting from the beginning is just grueling in a way that is it just doesn't fly in 2024. It doesn't. But if you play this with save states, I think it's per- perfectly fine. I think people would yeah. enjoy this one. I like the look at it, look the look of it. I like the background. The, the world is really cool for what it is. Mm-hmm. I look, the, the music is banging. There's there's even a shmup level in the first game for some reason. Like, how can you not like that? It's just the difficulty is stupid, right? It's the same reason why I didn't like Battletoads ultimately, is that limited continues. That was what mm-hmm. killed it for me. Yeah. If that game had a limited continues, it would be looked at a lot more fondly today. And I think it's a similar situation with Shadow of the Beast. Yeah, I watched one review where the person basically said, if you try it today, use yeah. use cheats. <laughs> like Shadow of the Beast's design looks like somebody was in a kitchen and said, I need to make something with black beans, cinnamon, flour, a loaf of bread, and five different cheeses. And, said, and these yeah. edible flowers and that for some reason I have. it all into a bowl. Said, all right, here we go. We're going to make some French toast with this bullshit. So shadow of the French toast beast. I don't know. But they, but they listened to some absolutely oh, but the music was fantastic amazing music while, was while they made it. <laughs> I, I like the character the design. Great. I think it's funny because before the episode Sinstar, I was showing you the C64 footage. And the first thing you said was this like, was this like a homebrew game or was this a fan version of the game? Yeah. Because it's, it's yeah. hard to translate <laughs> these graphics from the Amiga on the Commodore 64. I mean, they did the best they could. Absolutely. This is something else. Yeah. This was something else. I don't know, guys. Yeah, so I just yeah. watched the uh, PS4 uh, for, for final it, boss. Yeah. 
And for whatever reason, they decided, you know, the whole game is this sort of action platformer that Shadow of the Beast is, right? Then you get to the last boss and it's like, nope, Space Harrier. Yep. Yep. (laughs) It's that 3D, it's that 3D, like, you know, you're moving, you're moving forward the whole time. Yes. I'm, I'm in. Sad they didn't stick with a Space Harrier toe. (laughs) <laughs> right, right. More games need giant toes as bosses. Uh, like, we gotta make this happen. We gotta bring that back. Yeah, so that's an episode named named Toehor. Toehor, yeah. <laughs> well, not Nintendo. And we need more. We need more bone. We need a lot more bone horror bosses. Absolutely. I don't know, guys. I, I think I'm glad we turn back into a person. Ah, no, no. <laughs> okay. Is anybody else watching Tohor? Yeah, no, he's been touching. Oh, yeah, it's been there for a while. Yeah, (laughs) a good chunk of time. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, there's a lot of visuals in this episode. People listening, follow us. But you know what, though, I'm I'm hoping for those who are listening to this episode. I wanted to do this as a game. I'm I'm also doing this game on on another person's podcast. I'm guessing on their podcast, and we talk about this game, and I'll advertise it on our Twitter and Discord when it's live. But I, w- I wanted to talk about this game because this is an example of a game where I tried in the past, I could stand it, and I thought it was the worst game. But after actually sitting down and playing mm. it, I kind of like this game. Again, is it a hidden gem? Mm. I'm not going to go that far. It's no Final Fantasy Tactics. But I think it's a decent game, especially with the modern conveniences we have with emulation. So I hope I hope people give this one a shot and try it because when we look at like Genesis titles, as much as I love the Genesis... It's kind of hard to say it's a better system than the SNES, but the Genesis has titles like this that are actually really cool and interesting, and they right. go in an art or an art style that you don't see in the SNES. So I think it's a good game. Yeah, it's it's a game. <laughs> no, I would give it. I would give it taking all things into account, including when it came out, including the soundtrack, including the art, including the gameplay itself. I would probably give it a solid. 6.5 to 7 out of 10. I really would. Yeah. Seven's not bad. I think seven works. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> now, number three with the puzzles, I would probably give it a little bit more, mm. although the art aspect comes down. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I'm sold on two and three. I really I, two, especially I couldn't stand. Three had these infinite spawning enemies in sections, and I just couldn't figure that out. I was just wailing on the on the the jungle dudes, the the drum beating guys over and over again. Mm. Until I realized I have to damage myself and go down the ladder and they explode when they touch you. Mm. But I had to like power through that section. That was part was very annoying. It's a confusing well, game. The first one is a little simpler. You know, a good way to put this into perspective is to consider some of the other games that came out in 1989. And then I'll let you guys oh, no. decide. Yeah. So we got Ninja Turtles for the NES. We got Fester's Quest. Hmm. <laughs> mm. Mm. We got, uh, what was it? We got DuckTales and Batman. River City Ransom, Castlevania 3. Uh, there was an old oh, Prince of Persia. And there was one other in here. Oh, Friday the 13th. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So when you well, hold this graphic yeah. style of this you. game up to those games, I think this one holds its own graphic style for sure. Hmm. Yeah. So, like, visually, yeah, yeah this looks 
far and away better than just about any game that came out in 1989. But <laughs> gameplay-wise, I think it lacks. It's no DuckTales. Uh, yeah, it is no DuckTales. That is for goddamn sure. It's funny because there's NES hard, and then there's like, fuck you hard. <laughs> and this guy was like, yeah. yeah, the games aren't hard enough. Fuck you. That's how hard this game is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you know, you know, Silver Surfer is yeah. too easy. What if you had one life <laughs> and no bullets? Yeah. <laughs> just, just go with it. Just yeah. your fists and a loincloth. Oh, and and how about we give you a weapon, but once you kill one dude, away. it's gone. Ridiculous. Can you imagine Ryu and Ken the, with Hadoukens and the first time they use it, it goes away? <laughs> you train your entire life to use the fireball and you only get to use it on one opponent and it's gone forever. It's just... Fantastic. <laughs> you know what's funny? A Street Fighter 2 just came up behind you. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> You're yes. like in tune with your fucking mister back there. But... <laughs> it just reads my thoughts. Uh, this way it goes. Yeah, I don't know, guys. I I hope anybody listening to this episode or watching will give this game a chance. I think it's worth trying out. Just use safe sites. Um, any final words from you guys on this one? I concur. Yeah. Uh, listen to the soundtrack, if yes. nothing else. Yeah. Um, if nothing else, and or watch a long play just so you understand the concept because the art is high value too. The parallax is not is is second to none. Um, yeah. yeah, you want to some. I would if give you want to see a lot of interesting backgrounds and and things that just don't seem to make sense, but they're in there anyways, give this a shot. It's it's a good laugh. I was playing it, going, "What in the fuck is this thing?" And just watching the videos just now, I was yeah. like, "What is it's it's different. It's unique. It's very Kid Chameleon. And, it's very and, Mega Drive. It's very Amiga. But it it is it's got a banger soundtrack. I'm not gonna lie about that. And it does look really yeah. good." <clears throat> And some of the worst foot uh, maintenance ever. Very bad. It's okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah. Uh, anybody want to shout out anything they've been working on? Chard, how about you? I am almost sorry. Oh, I'm chipping through Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, upgraded the video card last weekend. It's running smoothly. It's running nicely. So you might start seeing some uh, Alan Wake 2 uh, being streamed here in the near future because my system can actually handle it now. So, um, but uh, Horizon Zero done. We are we are still kicking kicking and tearing through that. It's a great game. It's been phenomenal. Very excited for for Forbidden West afterwards. Um, and then I don't know what I'm going to do. So uh, come and check out the end of Horizon Zero done here real soon. <clears throat> where where uh, can Twitch, we find you? Chardmunk, twitch.tv. And here with my friends. Sinistar, yeah. how about you? Uh, chipping away on my Sisyphean game. I am almost done, I think, with the main story quest on Witcher 3. Um, I have done a lot of side questing, but I've done it in a way that I haven't just side quested myself into Oblivion, like Oblivion, like I did with Oblivion. Um and uh I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Um I'm not streaming that for anybody. But um, we will, we will, I'm sure, do a Witcher episode at we some point. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Pal World is still great, although I haven't been into it for about a week now because I've been working on other things. Um, oh, and my wife, go check her out. Twitch.tv slash Sinstress77. S-I-N-S-T-R-E-S-S. Streams on Mondays? 
Mondays and Thursdays. Mondays and Thursdays. Okay. It and sometimes she'll take a little bit break, but but uh, most Mondays. Very chill, very fun. Please drop her a follow. Yeah, absolutely. Wolf, you got to make me feel better. Have you started your Sisyphean game? What have you been doing? Your, your, your robot voicing uh, you like we can't actually understand you. Growling. That was the idea. <laughs> We're doing a Shadow of the Beast episode. My uh, God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it, it literally, I'm not kidding. It was like raw. It was worse raw, than that. Raw. Yeah, that's like, what, there's no that's like that one comprehension. Does. Why? It just roars. <laughs> Okay. It's just a roar. <laughs> no, I'm not making any promises okay. and setting myself up for failure, so I don't really have anything going on at the moment. Um, okay. But no, I have not started my Sisyphean game yet, probably not for a while, mostly because I learned that I don't have it on Steam. I have it on the PS4, and the PS4 is currently hooked up upstairs, and I have not felt like moving it yet, so... Yeah, so for me, I've I've installed my Sisyphean game, and I will turn it on at least once this coming week. But it's installed, and that considers counts as progress. I don't even know what character I'm going to pick, guys. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. And I still owe uh, a Buck Bumble stream. So yeah, there is a creative fighter, but I want to if I want to do the um, the ranked to get that rank, I have to play one of the stock characters. You can't do custom and rank, oh. so I have to I have well, to pick sucks. one. I don't know. I have to pick one out. Uh, maybe if I wait long enough, Akuma will come out, and I can just cheese my way up to Diamond. Wow. <laughs> we'll see. Wow. Hey, hey, I'll take if it. It's, hey, if it's in wait, the wait, game, wait. it's there. Do they have? Screw it. Yeah. Do they have Dan? Do they have Dan? Actually, they don't have Dan. I wonder if he'll come out as a DLC character. Yeah. What? They seem to be taking their time with the DLC characters. There's only four a year. It's not as many as I thought there might be. God damn! It. I want you to get. I want you to get Diamond Rake with Dan. I'm not good at these games. <laughs> I've already set a tough goal. Well, Dan, Dan is yeah. Dan is particularly Dan, bad. Yeah, with you want to talk useless Sadukins, Dan is Dan is your guy. Dan <laughs> might actually be the Shadow of the Beast. <laughs> we, we don't know. There might go. He, he has a shirt. <laughs> that's, well, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Disqualified. <laughs> and no fedora. All right, guys. We are pressed me to cancel. Please, uh, if you don't mind, drop us a. Uh, Drop us a follow on Twitch. I'm sorry we didn't stream there this week. We're working on it. Uh, otherwise, drop us a subscribe. Subscribe to us on YouTube. We are trying to grow our numbers there. Uh, you can, of course, watch us uh, live on YouTube on Fridays, 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific. Or catch our VODs, of course, there. We're also an audio podcast. Uh, every Monday, we drop the audio version of our podcast. You can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and anywhere else you the can Spotify. find us. If you don't find us, you let me know, and I'll get us there. Yes, we're on Spotify, Can't of course, confirm. as well. So, and uh, I think Sandstar's been uploading the video on yeah. Spotify. So, if you like Spotify video or audio, most most there. times. So, yeah. yeah. So, otherwise, just check us out on pressbeatcancel.com. There's also a link to our Discord. Please do join us on Discord. We try to, you know, chat about the episodes and and do some callback and some memes and all that good stuff. So, uh, I guess that's it for Shadow of the Beast episode, guys. Good episode. Everybody have a great and wonderful weekend. Don't be a foot whore. Get yourself a pedicure. Power up. Shadow of the Beast.
Thank you.